The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store just in time for the summer the SGPN store has a new line of mesh shorts. Use promo code shorts at sports.stores.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for 10% off. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no guys. Me, really rare, Evelyn Royals. We're all from Virginia here at your service and death taxes. The Suns being down 30 at halftime of an elimination game. All are for certain in this world. Denver, you got to respect them. Denver got it done. Went into Phoenix, got it done. We say a, ser- a series never starts until the home, until the road team wins, a team wins on the road. A series never starts until a team wins on the road. Well, that series started and ended on the same night. Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? There's a lot to unpack from what happened yesterday, both because of the really just the embarrassing performances that we saw from two teams with a history of embarrassing performances in big games. Philly set the bar pretty high when it came to embarrassing loss based on how that fourth quarter unfolded. And then Monty Williams and the Suns said, hold my beer. And they trailed by 30 again in an elimination game at home at halftime. Uh I'm assuming that performance was worse just because at least Philly showed up for the first three and a half quarters of the game. Mm, mm, Actually, just third quarter. Uh, uh, First half of the fourth quarter, I guess, was okay. I mean, they they scored three points in the final five minutes and 56 seconds. Yeah, I think Philly just showed up for the third quarter, and that was it. Everything else was all Boston. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair, too. That's a good point. But the point is, there's a lot to unpack, which I kind of want to. It's one of those Uh, shows. No, I was going to say, it's one of those shows where I know we give out picks, so we're not going to focus much on what happened yesterday. But if I really, really wanted to, I probably could do like an hour discussion on what the hell unfolded yesterday because there's a lot to unpack, but I'm not going to do that. I feel like I got to start off. I'm going to ask you, where do you want to start for a brief recap? Do you want to start off with the 30 uh, point halftime defeat? Or do you I'm going back to our way of making sure we don't be here for an hour by both of us giving one topic of the night that we want to talk about. <laughs> That's why I'm letting you pick and I'll talk about the other one. Um, I mean, I'll just give props to Denver because I've been shitting on Denver all year. So this is a perfect time for me to give props to Denver. That was a good performance. That was a really, really good performance on the road to be able to get that done. And, uh, you know, they let Devin Booker and Kevin Durant run wild for an entire series. And when the world needed the most, they vanished. And so, yeah, very, very good defensive matchup, holding them to 100 points in the game, 125-100 by Denver. I... I understand why they're the favorite to win the title right now. Do I 100% agree? Mm, we'll see. But I, I understand, and they proved me wrong. So shout out Denver for getting that series win. Yeah, for me, even though Booker and Durant both didn't play well, 
In hindsight, I'm not sure if it mattered that much because Phoenix could not get a stop to save their lives the entire game. It's one thing if you're going to be, you know, scoring 120 and you got to try to win anyway, but even if Phoenix scored 120, they still would have lost. They gave up 81 points in the first half. They gave up 44 points in the first quarter of a home elimination game, which can't happen. But it seemed like Phoenix, the entire series, had no answers defensively. I've been very critical of Phoenix's defense the entire series, and rightfully so. And Aiton didn't play. You're cheating, by the way. What do you mean? You are adding all of your thoughts on this game, and then you're about to add your thoughts on the other game right after. You're doing both games. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're no, just doing I, this I, I, I was just going to make a statement about Phoenix's defense and how people are going to criticize Durant and Booker for playing poorly in a game, in an elimination game, which is fair. At the same point, though, Denver, if they really, really wanted to and they brought the same effort in the second half, they could have scored 140 points. Like, if we're just being honest with ourselves, they had 81 points in the first half, 40-plus points in the first quarter, I'm not sure if it mattered how well Durant and Booker played because defensively with Aiton being out and having to watch Biombo and Jock Lendell try to guard Jokic for the entire game, Denver really could have scored 140 points. Do we agree on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I don't know if it matters if, if Durant and Booker, you know, didn't have great games because – Damn, Denver did whatever they wanted offensively the entire game. It really just didn't matter. But, yeah, my main takeaway was that Denver's offense, best offense in the league. Uh, Jokic, uh, you can make an argument now looking back on it if he should have been MVP or not. To be honest, I don't really care. I will say that he's easily a top two player in the league, and he might not be two. I, I think he's just that dominant. I'm hoping he wins a title just because I do think he's got top 20 player of all time upside, top 10 upside, if you want to really be honest with it. But I was very impressed with Denver. Well, he needs out. to win the title. He needs to win the title. Yeah, he does. That, at, at, by by the letter of the law, he has to win the title, or there's going to be a whole different conversation about well, that's him. why I said upside. I think if he wins at least one, he has a serious argument of being top 20, potentially top 10 all time, and the stats speak for themselves. The point is, Denver, I just feel like right now, is the most complete team in the league. And yes, it is a weaker year compared to other years where usually you don't have that many flawed contenders. But you're going through the teams left in the playoffs. I have an issue with every single team, but I do think that Denver has significantly less flaws than most, if not all, of the other remaining teams I hope Denver wins. I find them entertaining. Jokic is one of my favorite players, but I have to at least point out that Denver offensively did whatever they wanted the entire series against Phoenix, and Phoenix did not have the capacity to stop anybody in that series. And that was really what stood out to me in Game 6. All right. Before we get into the games that are actually playing tonight, I got to talk to you about Shady Rays and Shady Mays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays to bring you Shady May, where not only do you get an amazing 50% off your Shady Rays, but you can have a chance to win $500. How do you do it? I will tell you is that you use promo code SGPN for 50% on two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses and then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500 in the Shady May contest. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered with shipping to Canada. <laughs> who, who put Australia up here? 
I mean, I, I saw, love our I saw Australia in there, and I'm like, that's, all right. Hey, man, that's 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 bold. That is bold. Um, I would hate to be that delivery person. I love our Australia guys. I do. I just cannot get past that. That is a very, very dangerous country. And there's like a bunch of poisonous things and animals and insects that want to kill you. Are you afraid that like kangaroos are going to steal your shade you raise? Is that what's going on right now? Yeah, very much okay. so. Or it's going to be like one of those uh, spiders that's the size of a frying pan. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, if hey, if the shady rays make it to you, Australia, then you got to take a picture with them. You got to You got to prove that all the dangerous animals and everything did not stop your shady rays from making it to your crib. So go order shady rays. You can get them to Canada, Australia, New Zealand and the UK. ShadyRays.com, promo code SGPN. And don't forget about your SGPN shorts from the merch store. We have a whole line of mesh shorts. You can take them hiking. You can take them for any summer activity, anything like anything at all. Store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash, not slash, but use code shorts. S-H-O-R-T-S, shorts for 10% off the mesh shorts in the merch store. All righty here. Let's well, see. I, I do want to ask, though, before we officially uh, get into the games tonight, can we at least have like a brief Doc Rivers discussion? No, you had like, your chance. I I'm knew you saying. was going to do this. No, I knew. Say. See, I knew you was going to like do this. For like two minutes. That's why. No, two you, no, you used your recap on. You used your recap on the same game. You blew it. You blew it. You Two minutes. I, no, no, because that's how our shows get. That's why everybody jokes us and, our, and say our shows always go long. It's because we sit here and we get these 20 minute recaps because I say one topic and then you have to comment on my topic and then use your topic. Yeah, I, it's just uh, two minutes, Scott. I just two minutes quickly. I, are we even surprised at this point with Doc Rivers? Like the, the problem that I have besides his whole career and blowing three separate three one leads I saw comments from Sixers Twitter talking about how this is the like worst performance they've seen in the process era. I can think of like three or four equally bad <laughs> performances, all with Doc Rivers as the head coach. And I feel like none of people are thinking about like that 27-point blown lead against the Hawks a couple years ago. But the brief point I was going to make was just Doc Rivers. That, that's really the only point I have to make. I don't think I have to mention many stats. I don't think I have to mention any details behind it. It was a disaster class, and I'm really looking forward to Doc Rivers and James Harden in the Game 7 together. Yes. That's it. That's all I want to say. It could have saved that for literally Game 7. I don't know all if right. I'm doing the Game 7 podcast, so I don't know if I could have waited to say that. Alright. Uh, yes, no, it was a very, very bad game and very frustrating. But three games was a lot to ask for. But still, they could have did it. They easily could have did it. And All shout right, out to Knicks for, for being good in the fourth quarter. That's it. New York Knicks are traveling to play the Miami Heat in game six of their series, where the Miami Heat lead three games to two. The Heat are a six-point favorite, opened up at four and a half. It has moved to six. 209 was what the total opened up at. It's come down to 208. Looking at an injury report here for both of these teams. And you know, coming off the bench, Emmanuel quickly with that ankle injury, looks like he is not going to go for today. Uh, 
he is officially listed as doubtful, but I'm seeing multiple people and outlets saying that you shouldn't be expecting him at all. And for the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler with his ankle is probable. Caleb Martin, probable. Hayward Highsmith, probable. And that is it. So it looks like you'll see more than likely a full assortment of everybody for the Miami Heat. Okay. Wednesday, the Knicks went in and did what some people thought were the, was the impossible and beat the Miami Heat. The league has now responded with the Knicks winning, and they have sent in the extender to this game. Does the extender get another win here today? I was going to say, you said responded. I'd use the term rewarded for a win. (laughs) That's how I would say it. But there are some really, really... I'd say a lot. This could go stats. one way or another. This can yeah, absolutely go one way or another. Some, <laughs> there are some really alarming stats, historically speaking, with Miami having Scott Foster as the ref. And I don't know if Scott Foster thinks that Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul are the same guy, but there are a lot of really bad numbers for Miami with Foster as the ref. I don't know if you're aware of the exact numbers. Are you no, aware of the I'm exact not. Numbers? Do you have them? Yes, I do. Miami's last 10 games with Foster as the ref. They are one in nine against the spread, and they are zero in ten straight up. Is that like games period, or is that playoff games? Um, let me just confirm here. I'm pretty sure that's just games period. Okay, but they are zero in ten in their last ten with Scott Foster as the ref. Uh, Yikes. yes, it it is just any game at all regular regular season playoffs. Uh, okay. They had a game with Scott Foster earlier this series. I believe he was the ref for game two, and the yeah. Knicks won that. So, yeah, Miami is 0-10 in the last 10 games straight up with Scott Foster as the official. It's interesting because when I saw it, I was like, huh, this could be really good for us because we could get all the calls that we weren't getting. But this could be really bad because that means Jimmy Butler could probably take 43 uh, free throws today. But then you look at the numbers like that I just mentioned, you're like, oh, Miami really hates this guy. So. Yeah. Yeah, like very, very much. So, I think it has to impact my handicapping, doesn't it? It has. I, I mean, mean, I mean, why does Scott Foster impact the handicapping for every other game except this one? Like any other time, extender. we see Scott Foster. Like, hey, the man is the extender. There's only one team that needs extending. I just got to point it out. <laughs> like, I think it's going to help out the Knicks. But I do find it interesting that the spread has moved from what did the line open up at four and a half, right? Initially. Yep, four and a half or five. Move to six. You have lower bets, higher dollars, but still public money. Seventy-eight percent of the money on the my seventy-three percent of money on the Miami Heat. It moved eighty-two. No, seventy-eight percent. Oh my gosh, hold on. What did pull up? Okay, there we go. Seventy-three percent of the bets, eighty-two percent of money on the Miami Heat. That is what you're looking at right now. It was more. It actually went down a little bit, but and the line just moved again to mm, for the total two hundred seven and a half. So. Under money is coming in. Heat money is coming in. That's where everybody's on in this game. I think I'm going to lean to the Knicks. I don't feel great about it, and I I still there's only one my, way the Knicks there's only one way the Knicks are in this. I game. was going to say I still believe that the Heat are the better team. Like I'm not yes. suddenly going to switch up because the Knicks won a home game, but I yeah. do think there's a bit of optimism now. The fact that you saw Brunson, Randall, and Barrett all play well in the same game. I feel like that might build some confidence moving forward into game six. And I can tell you right now, I know I was all over Brunson overs in game five, despite thinking Miami was going to win the series in game five. They can't guard Brunson. 
Brunson's doing whatever the hell he wants in the series. And I actually am a little bit surprised, but also kind of relieved that mm-hmm. Thibodeau had the presence of mind to just realize Brunson cannot sit on the bench for any minutes in any game. And he has to play a full 48. They needed every minute from Brunson in that game. And he gave yeah. him a masterclass. And I do think that when you have a guy that you can trust late in games, and I trust Brunson late in games, if Randall and Barrett give you something, I do think the Knicks can get enough scoring in order to actually win this game. And you've mentioned all year long, I know the playoffs might be a bit different. Miami's been very good in the underdog role. As a favorite, they have been really, really bad against the spread. And I know the playoffs have been a bit different, but still, maybe I'm a little bit traumatized by Miami failing to cover all the time as a home favorite throughout the entire season. I'm going to link to the Knicks. I, I I do think six is too many points, and Miami did outplay them in game uh, four pretty handily, and Miami still only won that game by eight. Like The Knicks hung around despite being outplayed pretty badly in game four. I'm going to lean to the Knicks. I think six too. I think six is too many points. Huh. Trying to remove bias. Do you think six feels like too many points? For yeah, no, series? it does. It yeah, feels, it, it feels a little it, bit large. Yeah, it does. And I think it's really more because Miami was up three games to one at one point. And, yeah. and they're just like, there's no way that, you know, Miami blows this and goes back to New York for game seven. With Plus, Bullard, you think about. Bostra, yeah, you just assume. It's yeah, be, and, yeah. And you think that, you know, you see that there's a game seven across the way up in Boston. It's like, all right, we can, you know, take this time, get a couple extra days rest, scope out them in this game seven, not even have to, you know. I think that's what everybody's assuming, but man, Scott Foster one was just, uh, you know, that goes into it. The fact that I'm fading the public goes into it as well. You know, I'm, I'm very contrarian better. Uh, <clears throat> there's only one way the Knicks are even in this game. And it's if Julius Randle goes off, man. Like I, <laughs> If the fine goes off, you're talking about like he, one, he has to, he at the very least, to get the cover, he has to at least hit his points prop. Okay. But if he hits anything else higher than that, then they're probably money line forcing game seven potential. But it's like, how do you, how do you trust Julius Randle, man? Well, it's you really mentioned tough. Randall, but I got to bring up a big reason why you kind of have to trust Randall, even in the win. And it's a big reason why Brunson played 48 minutes. And I mentioned all his player prop overs because quickly was out in game five. And I thought he would play a bunch of minutes. They don't have a bench. Even in the game five. Nah, yo, they cheated Josh Hart, man. I've been sick about that for the past couple days. That is fair, they that was oh my god that was disgusting. But what did the Heat? What did the Heat outscore them on the bench? It was like 40 to 10. Like uh, it, it was disgusting. I will look it up and tell you. I'm pretty sure it was like 42 to 10 in bench points. It, it was something. Let's see. Math in public, 28, uh, 37, 42. I think it was 42 to, to 10. 42 to 8. 42 to 8. Okay. The Knicks don't have a bench. I, I know Josh Hart might have gotten screwed over, but we'll see if Grimes is healthy. I know he had that great steal on Butler, but he was a bit banged mm-hmm. up at the end of regulation. Mm-hmm. That does put a lot of extra pressure on the starters, especially the Stars. So the Knicks might need solid performances once again from Brunson, Randall, and Barrett. I think it's doable in theory. 
if there was an over minutes played prop, just bet it on every starter. Like pretty much, it's it's Tibbs, yo. Tibbs is gonna go to his guys, and I, I think the only reason Randall sat down is because he was booty to start the game. But if he was if he was clicking, he probably would have played all forty eight too. He sat him out of necessity. I will give Randall props though. Randall was really bad early in that game, but he did pick it up in the second half. We'll give him props for that. He did very much so. I but unfortunately, I'm gonna stick with my series pick, even though I really don't want to. But I'm not gonna go against what I pick. You know what I projected because Lord knows, have mercy that if the Knicks were to ever come back and win this series and come back from a three-one deficit, I would be unconsolable. Everybody on this podcast would be tired of me, and we'd probably be losing listeners. So I am not gonna go against my pick now. Unfortunately, I hate this team so much. I'm still gonna stick by them. Knicks plus six. See. I do think that it makes sense why money has come in this heavily on the heat just because of the fact that the Knicks won a home game. You know, they scored 98 points in the last three quarters. You're assuming they're not going to hit as many threes. And once again, they have no bench. So there's a lot of pressure on specific guys to show up. While Miami does have a lot of options if a star player has a bad game. But I think six is too many, simply put. It's a low total. You have Scott Foster shenanigans in store. I do think six is too many. I'm going to take the Knicks. What I will say, well, no, I'll actually save that for the prop section because we might actually, oh, no, 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 that might be jinxing them. Eh, I might actually not say it. Whatever. All right, we're going to the total. Total's at 207.5. What are you doing? I think I'm going to lean to the under. We had two elimination games <clears throat> yesterday. Each game went under. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's going to be Philly ugly, but I do expect the pace to be pretty limited in this game. I think both teams are going to be very methodical. I think both teams will do whatever they can to actually get back and force the other team to beat them in the half court. I'm going to lean under. I can see a really ugly game here. And with Scott Foskey, you would blindly assume overs. But I do think the random foul calling could really kill the overall flow of the game, which mm-hmm. we kind of saw in game two. And I know that Butler didn't play. And I know game two ended up being somewhat high scoring anyway at 216 because the fourth quarter was a free throw fest at the end. But I do think that I'm going to lean to the under here. You really can expect to see a just a large amount of defensive intensity for both teams. I'm going to lean under. I think most people would be on the over. But mm. I do wonder with the amount of minutes these starters are playing for the Knicks, is fatigue going to play a factor? Maybe. I know Butler is now back on the injury report, so I'm curious how he's dealing with the injury because I don't want to say he no-showed game five. It was a pretty passive performance from Butler, who I believe only had 19 points he only took like 12 shots. It seemed like he really wasn't forcing much. I am curious if Butler's maybe showing off his poker face a bit on how much the ankle's actually bothering him right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean to the under. All right. Let's. You? Yeah, I'm on under. I, I, I'm just going to go under with these elimination games and just follow the trend. It's been really good. And I always thought game sixes, game sevens probably had more under potential because at this point you've got – you know, all this data, all this other stuff, all these adjustments, everything is coming in. You have the film on everything that the team ever wanted to do. And so now you're making adjustments to the adjustments to the adjustments to the adjustments. Like you're you're doing all of this. You're slowing the game down. You're going to see more fouls because people are trying to extend their season. Like, so that's going to, you know, slow, going to, it it could potentially push for an over, but that's going to at least, like you said, take the tempo, take the pace, take the rhythm out of the game. So, very, very low total, but I mean, the Knicks have been struggling scoring, and Miami 
never really has shown a need to put up a, a crazy amount of points either. So, and there's yeah, always a chance. There's always a chance the Knicks once again have a bad offensive game, kind of like Game Three. Maybe mm-hmm. they only put up 90 points. They've been really bad offensively on the road. I believe mm-hmm. they're averaging around like 94 points per game on the road. There mm-hmm. is a chance they single-handedly drag this total under. All right. Uh, what side did you say you were on in regards to the we're gonna two teams? Leave, we're gonna yeah. To the Knicks. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just sticking with the Knicks because that's you know, yeah. I mean, I just course. I just think <laughs> six is too many points in my yeah. opinion. Make your own uh, deductions off of that though. All right. Oh, before we sixty one percent of the bets, ninety nine percent of the money is on the under props. I'm on Brunson overs again. I I don't I don't really care to be honest. Yeah. I can't say no. Everything I said that would happen for the for Brunson in game five happened. Maybe not to the same degree. I didn't think he'd go for basically a borderline 40 piece. But mm-hmm. still, I thought he was going to play 45 plus minutes because quickly he's hurt. They have no backup point guards, basically. So he's mm-hmm. going to have to play a bunch of minutes. And he showed up and had a master class. So I'm assuming Brunson once again plays 45 plus minutes. His points prop is 28 and a half. If you mm-hmm. want to pivot, maybe you can look at assists. If you think Spolster's adjustment might be some doubling or to force the ball out of his hands, I got to take Brunson overs again. It's 28 and a half points. Maybe he can pivot to threes. I like the assists. I like everything with Brunson, basically, because I still mm-hmm. don't think that he can actually guard him. So I'm on his overs. I'm trying to think of what else I really like. I think I I'm think on I'm- his. I think I really like his assist today because in. Remember that crazy uh, Randall was like basically 100% from the field, 40-piece game, the double bank on the road. They they threw a lot of double teams at Jalen Brunson that game. And I know he kind of tweaked his ankle towards the end of that game, but they threw a lot of double teams at him over the course of that game. And I'm curious if they do that again today. And they say, all right, Julius has been this bad. Like how they started the series throwing double ge- double teams at Julius. What if they start double teaming him a lot? That's why I really, really was considering his assist today. I feel like that he could be getting a lot of double teams after that performance on at um, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I, I feel the same way with that. I was tempted by a Mitchell Robinson rebound prop, but the foul trouble scares me so much. But he was really good in mm-hmm. the – Game five win, and the Knicks dominated on the glass, which has been a bit of an issue for them at various points in the series. Big reason is because of uh, Robinson's foul trouble. But I saw it was at eight and a half. I thought that was pretty tempting. I see RJ Barrett's at 20 and a half points. He has been very good in the series, but I am worried that numbers have been inflated after how well he played in game five. So I think I'm going to pass on that one. But I do think I'm probably going to lean to Robinson rebounds. He was that good in game five, and he actually made the Hackashack free throws at the end, which was a bit <laughs> shocking, but at least he made the free throws at the end, which matter. I, I think I probably like Robinson rebounding overs because we know Bam is unserious on the glass. I believe Bam had two rebounds the entire second half in game five. Oh, uh, shout out to Nick. Um, what is it? At CBB underscore Nick or at CBB Nick on Twitter. Uh Nick took uh, Bam's rebounds over eight and a half. And I think Bam had like six six. in the first half. Yeah, he had six in the first half and finished with eight. And he was like literally throwing up. And I was just looking at the tweet like, dang. That's crazy. Yeah, like that's crazy. Like, but Bam be doing that. Like he be doing that sometimes. And it's really frustrating. That's why I just leave, leave him alone. 
Uh, but I, I do think Robinson rebounding over makes sense at eight and a half. If you think he's going to have to play decent amount of minutes, and I think he might because the Knicks need to win the boards if they're going to win this game. I was thinking rebounds. I was thinking Randall and not Robinson just because okay. how good Randall's been in the series on the boards and how he, how good he's been against the Heat on the boards and being able to get rebounds. Uh, I'm So I have a few things as well. I'm going back to him, man. It was at nine and a half last game. He had three early fouls, one of which was really, really like touchy. Yeah, it's like, come on, he chopped a foot, two feet inside the arc. Like, but either way, Josh Hart is no man. He's been getting minutes all series, all series. They just had Grimes and Brunson both play 48. I I refuse to admit that Josh Hart doesn't get the minutes and the opportunity to get six and a half points. I, I refuse. And, and I will Grimes go down is banged up. Show. Yes, and Grimes is banged up. I will go down with the Josh Hart ship. If the Josh Hart ship sinks today, then I'm sinking with the II captain. I'm with Josh Hart, and I'm going all in on Josh Hart again. So does that mean you'd in theory be on an under for Grimes? He's at nine and a half. He only scored eight points last game, and he played the full 48 minutes. Nine and a half feels uh, very I'm high. I'm afraid because, like, crime, what if – I mean, he can hit two threes. Oh, he early, can, but I'm saying he's I'm injured. Sweating. He's injured. He only scored eight points last You're game right. in 48 minutes. Nine and a half feels a bit high, doesn't it? You're right. If if I were to do – I wouldn't I wouldn't bet it individually, but I would do it in, like, a parlay. And oh, I, I think it's take, correlated. Yeah, and I would take – maybe 10 plus for heart and then under nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So Grimes doesn't get the 10 heart gets the 10 and they just, yeah. All right. What I mean, I think? also want, I also want to point out that heart. Wait, so do you see a number on heart? Or are you speculating? No, I saw a number on, uh, I saw it on action, but let me go to the actual book and just confirm. So just to confirm how sketchy that actually is, you're telling me that Grimes, a guy that played 48 minutes, has a player prop over under of nine and a half points, but a heart who played nine minutes last game has a higher over under player prop in points. What? He played no. F- no, heart has six and a half. Oh, you thought he said bet. ten and a half. I thought he no, said ten. Six, no, I said adjusted up to ten. But at oh, sorry. MGM, okay, my bad. Yeah, bet MGM you can get okay. that makes more MGM. sense. Okay. Bet MGM you can get Josh Hart for over six and a half minus one ten. Yeah, and the I, I, I would take the over on that. That feels a bit low. So, yeah, I'm 100% with that. Uh, okay, I am so, willing to do that Grimes under, though. Jim Butler. I mean, his, his the Oats, it's at 28 and a half. He hasn't hit that number. Uh, he's gone under every game, I think. Yeah. The only game that he's hit the over was a regular season game. I mean, how hurt is Grimes? How how hurt? It, it depends on how hurt Grimes is. I mean, he's not even on the injury report, I don't think. Grimes wasn't on it. Yeah, he's not even on the injury report. So it's like, he's a little banged up, but he's going to play. So it's like, do they just do what he's been doing and Jimmy is just facilitating and getting it out? I mean, how they won those other games was the three-point shooting by everybody else. So it just feels like you go back to that. Yeah, I don't really think Miami's game plan is going to change that much offensively from game five to game six because Miami got a lot of really good looks. They just bricked a bunch of open threes. Yeah. Watching the game back. Butler assists have been very good in the series, so I probably lean there 
as yeah. a starting point. I'd probably take the over, but you can make an argument, you know, Butler's going to show up and try to end the series himself and do this yep. whole thing. But 28 and a half still feels large for once again, a guy who's gone under in every game in the series. Miami got good looks just besides Duncan Robinson, who also missed a couple of open shots in the fourth quarter. Kevin Love went 0 for 7. Vincent mm-hmm. hasn't been able to shoot the last couple of games. They've Lowry didn't exactly shoot that well either. They had a lot of open looks. So I don't think the shot quality is going a result or the I don't think the shot quality was that bad that Spolster is going to pivot off of what's been working. I think they stay with it. They just hope that at home the role players make more shots. That's another person I wanted to quickly talk about. Gabe Vincent. Nine and a half points. It's juiced to minus one thirty to the over. So people are betting over and think that he'll have a bounce back in a closeout game. But he's been pretty brutal for their... He's, he's been really, really bad. What was it? Three games? I believe it, so. It, can, we get, can we trust Gabe Vincent to turn it around for game six? I don't fully trust him, but I understand why people like the over. It's because based on what he's done earlier in the playoffs, he was a huge factor. The volume's usually there. Uh, he had 21 points in game two, but once again, Bullard didn't play in game two, so that's a bit of an outlier. But he had 20 at, in game one. Yeah, but I mean, looking at the last three games in particular, so he had 20 points in game one, 21 points in game two. Since that point, he had five points in game three on one of eight shooting, three points in game four on one of seven shooting, and six points on three of ten shooting. So he's five for his last 25 in the last three games. But I guess the argument is if he's going to attempt a minimum of like eight shots in a game and you need him mm-hmm. to make three and maybe a free throw or so, then you mm-hmm. could probably find a way to go over. I'm probably not going to take the over on Vincent because I don't want a guy that's shot five for 25 in the last three games to take an over with. But mm-hmm. I can understand the argument if you think he's quote unquote due for positive regression to shoot better. Yeah, I I I haven't been able to get there. I, I wanted to, but I haven't been able to get there. But I wouldn't be surprised. I just feel like he's the one that goes over when everybody just now gets down on his under. Like, you know how somebody would be bad for multiple games, but people are like, oh, he'll pick it back up, he'll pick it back up. And then when everybody gives up is when they have a good game. I feel like that might be Kevin Love, <laughs> to be honest. He went 0 for 7 from 3. I don't know why Kevin Love is attempting seven threes in a game in 2023, but... I mean, the volume might be there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And if Miami's right. going to get killed on the glass like they did in game five, you might see Love get more minutes. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> All right. Before we get to the last game of the slate, got to talk to you about Talkify because they are the country's number one modern matchmaking service and they can help you achieve relationship success. This is what they do. They handle all the grunt work for you. They screen your potential candidates. They do background checks, video interviews. They ask the tough questions that are too awkward for a first date to help you find your perfect match. And they're so good that 80% of their clients meet their first their perfect match within their first 12 matches. Right now, TalkFi is ordered offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash SGPN. That is talkify, T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. All right. Second and last game of the slate, we have the Golden State Warriors traveling to Los Angeles to play the Los Angeles Lakers. Line open up at 2 and a half for the Lakers, minus two and a half. It's now up to minus three. 223 and a half was the total. Guess what? All the way down to 220. 
injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Golden State Warriors, Andrew Wiggins is questionable with that rib injury. I would like to throw out there the fact that Kavon Looney did play with this injury in 2019. He was very much in pain, but he played through it. Patrick Baldwin Jr. is questionable with the toe. You have for the Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Davis is probable with the head injury. And Obama's questionable with the ankle injury. It's a lot to unpack here. Very. There's also a lot with the total because, sorry to interrupt, for the banner that I'm about to display, I had 221, but I prepared the banner right before we went on air. I tried to get the yeah. most updated lines. So the line dropped about a point and a half or a point on the total within the last hour. That's yep. a lot of line movement at 11 a.m. Oh, it's a lot of line movement in the morning. There's a lot of <laughs> reverse line movement on. So this line, and I've been watching it. And so it opened up to in whoa, can you see me? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Why did I my see my screen just locked? What? Why did it do that? It never does that. That was weird. All right, I didn't want you to pull up the numbers. I know they really didn't. Okay, so line has been moving tremendously. Uh, opened up two and a half. I did see it go to three at one point, and then it came back down to two and a half, and it's been playing around with two and a half for about 24 hours. And then today comes, and it goes up to three. Meanwhile, all the money, well, not all the money, but a good portion of the money is still on Golden State. <laughs> like 54% of the bets, 55% of money is on Golden State. So that is interesting. I don't think that it was – it changes my pick i already had the lakers going into this game that i thought the lakers was just gonna close it out at home and this was gonna after i gave up on my lakers in five bet that looked really really well not lakers in five but my series to end in five looked really really good for a second you had an opportunity that most people thought you weren't gonna have yes very much so and i'm perfectly fine with that i think now is the time like i i just think the depth and you got the Wiggins game. You got the Draymond Grant game last game. Now Wiggins is over here trying to figure out how he's going to breathe through this game. Because I don't know if you've had a rib injury, but it's really, really hard to breathe, especially when you're exhausted. Well, what and did they officially determine it was? It was fractured. It's like a cartilage. Yeah, it was like fractured cartilage or something. So super duper tough. And we're going to see what Wiggins is going to be able to do, not just on the offensive end, but the defensive end, because, uh, <laughs> check out like imagine taking a lebron shoulder to the chest when you have a freaking rib injury mm-hmm. so i mean I, I i'm very interested to see what wiggins performance is going to be like this game it sounds like they're going to need game six clay and everything game six clay can offer in this game for them to be in it and we're going to see like steph is going to have to be there Clay's going to have to be there. Jordan Poole's going to have to come for you for a cup of coffee off the bench this game. Like, you're going to need to get this production from a bunch of other places. And I just think I trust the Lakers to do what they've been doing majority of the series and get that production from all the other guys that they have. So, yeah, I'm on the Lakers here. Minus three. Yeah, for me, going into the series, I had the Lakers, I had the Lakers in six in the series. And I actually have gotten every game right so far. So... Right now, this is the biggest game for me because I'm competing with a Corgi uh, for who's going to win Game Six. Uh, but I also have gone—I've also gone five for five so far in the series. I do think, though, that the tide is turning a little bit because of the injury status of AD and LeBron. I thought LeBron ended up tweaking his leg late in the 
game f- uh, five loss, which not enough people talked about. They were talking about AD, and I know LeBron had a putback dunk right after it anyway. And maybe LeBron know, knew the game was a blowout, so he was kind of conserving energy. But mm. he did look a step slower, and he was constantly trying to stretch out that leg when he was on the court after AD got injured. And it seemed like it, LeBron tweaked something. I'm keeping an eye on it because I mm. do think that it's something that's worth monitoring. But even though I picked the Lakers to win this series in six, and even though they have been very good at home in this overall playoff run, they're undefeated at home, I believe. I do think that the Warriors found something in game five. Now, you can make an argument that, well, the Lakers just their overall intensity wasn't there defensively. And all of us thought it wasn't going to be there. That's why the Warriors mm-hmm. were favored by seven and a half and why I thought they'd win the game comfortably. But I do think that with, if Draymond's going to play that well, if Draymond's going to be aggressive, <sighs> if he's going to be able to actually push the pace here, I do think that there is a decent chance Golden State pulls this off. Well, you just made a facial No, I, I, it, it literally had nothing to do with what you were saying. But I just thought about this. If the Lakers actually get this done, if they find their way past Denver, and of the four teams that I don't trust in the East, if they win a title, Russell Westbrook gets a ring. Yeah, him and Patrick <laughs> Beverly get a ring together. Holy crap. I, I don't know if you realize that part of it, but yeah, him and Beverly what? both get rings. That is insane. Well, there there was a soundbite uh, from Pat Bev's podcast oh, where man. I don't know if you actually uh, know this or not, but Pat Bev has like a podcast that he does yeah. with somebody from Barstool. So yeah. uh, I believe they were talking about the rings and how, you know, if the Lakers win, you know, you get a ring, whatever. And Westbrook was like behind the scenes when Beverly was doing the podcast and Westbrook said, I'm getting that ring. Like he basically said, I'm claiming that ring if the Lakers win the title. I don't blame him. You know, that is hilarious. People forget that Boogie Cousins got a ring because he got injured with the Lakers. He didn't play a single game, but technically he got the bubble ring and Boogie Cousins said that he he accepted the bubble ring from the Lakers. So Boogie Cousins has a ring. People might not realize that, but yeah, Westbrook and Pat Bev would be in line for a ring. So yeah, that, oh that definitely is a thing. But that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I just had that realization as you yeah. were talking. I was like, oh but anyway, God. to go to go back to the point that I was going to make, I think I actually am going to Golden State. I might have pivoted a little bit, but I do think Draymond, if he's going to be that aggressive offensively, and AD, even if he's fully healthy, we know that he is willing to, let's just say, show a lack of focus at big moments at times if things don't go his way early. (laughs) Golden State really did a great job of exploiting him in pick and roll like I thought they would, like they did in game four, which they went away from as the game went on. They got AD heavily involved in switches on the perimeter, and they ran a lot of backdoor action to get a lot of wide-open layups. The points in the paint were close in the game in game five, and AD, big stat here, zero blocks. He had zero blocks in game five because they took him away from the basket. So I do think Golden State might have found something. And with AD being injured and with LeBron or AD potentially being injured and LeBron potentially tweaking his foot, they were already really bad at transition defense. If Golden State just ran the entire game, it would not surprise me if they stole one. I think I'm going to lean to Golden State. I don't feel great about it. My favorite play in this game will be Lakers team total under. I took it last game as my lock in game five. In game of five, it got there. I love the Lakers team total under here. 
because with their two stars battling injuries and with you not really knowing which supporting cast guy is going to step up, Golden State's defensive intensity was definitely there in Game 5. And I do think the Lakers will struggle at times offensively because the team is kind of built that way. They try to play bully ball, but they really don't have many backup options because they don't have mm-hmm. many great shooters on the court. I like Lakers team total under. I think this number is a bit too high. All right. <clears throat> Do you have any thoughts on that? It's kind of segueing into the total, but I'm going yeah, to no. under in this game. No, I don't. I mean, I think I'm going with the under anyway, so I'm. I can win this game and the Lakers team so it'll go under. I'm probably not going I'm not going to play it like that, but so I don't have really anything to say. Uh but I do think that the Lakers do enough. I think it's going to be a fun and good game and I think they just do enough and eke it out at the end just because when it gets in the crunch time and it's funny because I don't think either side has really an answer for the best players on either side, so that's where the clutch time is is going to be Interesting. Like, who's going to be more clutch, LeBron and Anthony Davis or Steph Curry and more than likely Klay Thompson because it's game six, maybe? But for, we'll the, for the record, Klay Thompson has not been particularly good in the last couple of game sixes he's been in, but still, he's got a reputation. Yeah. All right. Uh, imagine the post that he has if he has an all time Klay game six day and they win and extend to seven. His, his Instagram post is going to be hilarious. Let's move on to props. What are you looking at here on this slate? I do think that a good starting point, maybe it's based on the injuries. I am tempted by Anthony Davis unders. I really hmm. am. I, hmm. I, I, I really just think that after suffering the head injury, would I be shocked that there's a lackluster performance in there? No. AD, I do think, of course, is pretty much the catalyst to the Lakers' entire run because LeBron has been more passive and he's been deferring more so mm-hmm. far in the playoffs, which I think is pretty obvious at this point. But you're looking at AD's props, and it's at 23.5 for points. His rebounds are pretty much always at 14.5. Mm-hmm. But once again, the Warriors have been doing a great job. It's at 13.5 now, juiced over. So you could probably find a 14.5 somewhere. The Warriors have really gotten AD involved in a bunch of pick-and-rolls defensively. And once again, they're dragging him away from the basket, which has limited the number of rebounding chances that he has. I think it's correlated. And if I think Golden State's got a shot to win this game, it means I'm expecting AD to not have a masterclass. So I do think I'm actually leaning to AD unders. I do think that the Warriors defensively can make life difficult for him. I do think they can make life difficult for him by making him run up and down the court. And I think as a result, he might have some problems in this game. I'm going to lean to Davis unders. I know some people might blindly take the over. It's a home closeout game. He might be in line to have himself a great performance. If AD came out here and laid an egg, if AD gave you 16 and 8, would you be really shocked? Because I don't think I'd be really shocked. Uh, I think I'd be shocked because I'm on the Lakers. <laughs> so I'd, be, I'd probably be cursing his name to the gods. Like <laughs> So, uh. I think that this could be – it's just the fact of I think when this game is going to be fun, it's going to be competitive, it's going to be everything people would want in a game seven but in a game six because of what it means on both sides. Uh, and so I feel like at the end of the game, I really think it's going to be a LeBron and AD show. Like I know we've gotten your Reeves game. We've gotten the Lonnie Walker game. We – uh 
shoot, Dennis Schroeder had a good game last game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did. We've gotten uh, D'Lo, like we've gotten everybody else. I think this time right here, the second chance to put this team away, I think it's all AD and LeBron towards the end of the game, honestly. Like there's no there's no response on the Golden State side for those two. And I can just see Darvin Ham just saying, All right, y'all two go to work. Like I'm y'all two go to work. Y'all and I can see LeBron and AD saying, Look, we appreciate you and getting us this far, but we're we're bringing this thing home. Like I really can. So I I, I kind of lean over on both players. I think this could be like a 30 piece for both players and that's how they end up getting the win here. I think I have a hard time of leaning towards the over on the stars when I think the game's going to fly under. I'm expecting a rock fight in this game. I think you're yeah. going to see a great defensive effort from both sides. I'm not saying it's going to be as ugly as game four or the game landed 205. It would not shock me if the game landed below 210. Mm-hmm. So with that being the case, I have a hard time personally going to the window with overs. But if the Lakers are going to win, they're going to need LeBron and AD to carry them. Mm-hmm. I'm just a bit skeptical of that actually happening because Golden State in the fourth quarter defensively so far, they've done a very good job of bottling up LeBron and AD and forcing role players to beat them. All right. Uh, and that's what kind of makes it hard with props because it's like the Lakers have been really good about different people stepping up, you know, for multiple nights. Uh, and I just I, I feel like I only want to trust the stars in this game, honestly and truly. Well, you know I'm going to go back to Jordan Poole under. I know he finished with 11 points last week. <laughs> really, hey, hey, wait, did I say that? Did I say watch? Yeah, he, you said he, he finished with exactly 11. And he finished with <laughs> yeah, you, you, had, you had that exactly right. But Poole, Yo, it's, I swear, player unders are so petty. Like, players that just, you know they're bad in this series. Like, they're really petty. You had the Al Horford. You had Jordan Poole that game. Like, it's been a lot of people that just randomly, you know, have their one good game or at least enough to cash the prop. Like, it's really, really annoying. Betting sucks. Yeah, but I do want to point out why I do like pool <laughs> under it again in this game, despite the fact that it didn't cash the last game. So he made his first couple shots in game four, and then pool started taking heat checks after making a layup. Like, that was the stage he was at mentally where he made a layup, uh-huh. and he's like, all right, I'm shooting the ball 20 times. Pool played 23 minutes. He took 14 shots in 23 minutes. When five for 14, one for six from three, Poole had nine points before garbage time. He played the last four <laughs> minutes of regulation because they were up 20. So Poole probably should have gone under, but he only went over because they brought him back into the game in the final couple of minutes when he was never uh-huh. going to play because they were up by a large margin. But Poole started off making a couple of his first – he made a first his first few shots, and then I think he went like – I don't even know, like two for nine to finish the game. Like he, he bricked everything late and he can't guard anybody. It's really just a problem. He cannot guard anybody. So I think I'm still going to have to lean to pool unders anyway, because as a defensive liability, he might get his minutes cut in a winner go or in a win or go home game uh, for the Warriors. I'm going back to pool unders. He went over on a technicality fluke in garbage time in game five. I'm going to go back to pool unders. By the way, Lonnie Walker had four points in that last game. I know there was some discussion that Lonnie Walker had been yeah, over his points under. prop in every game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he also played garbage time. Pat on the back there. Okay. So, Andrew Wiggins under 16 and a half points. Yeah. He has one rib. So, I, I, don't, I don't blame you for that. I, I, and the fact that he's been under this line in three of the five already. 
He's really not been the most effective on the offensive end over the course of the series. And now he's got this rib injury. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't think it's going to feel good if you take one to chest from LeBron on a drive with that rib mm. injury. And the shooting stroke, all of that stuff could be off. It just, it just see, it seems like it's too easy, and that's why I'm kind of afraid of it because I hate plays that seem too easy. But I just don't know how I'm getting away from playing Andrew Wiggins under today. So under sixteen and a half for Andrew Wiggins minus one twenty. I saw somebody mention in the chat here. Reggie mentioned before that he likes Curry under thirty two and a half points. Uh, it's hit in twelve of the past thirteen road games. The one exception, of course, was Game Seven against the Kings where he dropped fifty. But mm-hmm. I think the Lakers have done a good job defending Curry. Yep. And if you want to actually look at Curry's three-point numbers in the series, he's actually been quite inefficient. And maybe that's the argument of, you know, maybe he's due for some positive regression, which is why he's in a line for a big game. Mm-hmm. But I want to read off the three-point numbers here in this Lakers series. So game one, he went 6-4-13. Game two, he went 3-5. for five. five attempts is a bit weird, but they won comfortably, so he only played 30 minutes. Went 4-10. for 10 in game three so 40 percent decent you'd probably assume Curry's going to shoot better last two games three for 14 three for 11. so the lakers have done a good job defending him i'm actually with you on the under on curry the lakers have really done whatever they can to let force other guys into beating them and unless clay steps up and wiggins now is a messed up rib and you're looking at the supporting cast i really do think that the warriors should be forced into relying on other guys If I'm the Lakers, I don't know about you, I'm not letting Curry beat me in a game six where you have a shot to close out the series. I'm daring the other guys to either who are dealing with injuries or just bad shooting performances right now with Clay and Poole. I'd lean to Curry under as well. I think Curry assists might be worth a look. But if I'm the Lakers and I have to prepare a game plan, I am not letting Curry go into my building and scoring 35 points. That is not happening. So I, I, I agree with the under 32 and a half. Clay has to live up to the name. I feel like if you play Golden, if I were to play Golden State, and I might actually have a play on Golden State, I might actually do that and play Golden State with Clay to have thirty. Because, like, come on, come on, this 30. is literally. I probably top it off at twenty-five, but I, I probably no, he could, he could. I can see him like seven threes and just boom, like yeah, exactly. Me. Seven threes is twenty-one points. I'm not sure. Nah, he's gonna but he's going to get others. He's going to get. Eh, others. He's not going to just yeah, have. This doesn't get to three. the line that much. I'd rather. I'd rather take the alternative threes than points. That's what I'm trying to say. If I was if I was going to take a Clay over, but. All I'm going to say is I've taken a lot of crap for uh, calling out Clay on the show for the past couple of months. I feel pretty good right now, just to be honest with you. Now, he's an, he, yeah. because I said that, he might drop 30 in this game. But yeah. it doesn't change the fact that, for the most part, Clay's been underwhelming this entire playoff run, and he still went four for 19 in a game seven. Yeah, I'm not that high on Clay Thompson. I, I've said it for months, and nothing's really changed on my stance. I'll probably have a sprinkle sprinkle on some type of clay prop and a win the game because that's the only way I can see it for for the Warriors. Are you te- are you tempted at all by Draymond over nine and a half because of just the I fact was he, looking at it and he's I'm, been really aggressive, especially last yeah. game and, and in closeout games. Historically, been really good. Mm, I was I was leaning to the under. <laughs> and You're leaning just, under. Okay. Yeah, I was a hundred percent for just fading. You know a player that typically goes under this line that's just been shooting the ball recently. Like, I mean... I do think taking AD away from the basket, though, and those pick-and-roll switches does open up a lane for Draymond to go to the rim where the Lakers don't have as much backup rim protection. Mm -hmm. I thought about maybe Draymond triple-double. 
I like which is his. like 15 to 1, which I thought about. I was just going to do the rebounds prop over seven and a half. He's been over it three times in the series where he had 11, 10, and 10. So the rebounds are there. I, I do think that if Curry's going to go over, some of it might be off ball, or maybe you get Draymond downhill. And now the Lakers have to respect it because he actually dropped 20 points last game. And maybe he gets a couple of lobs or backdoor cuts from Peyton or maybe Clay at some threes. Oh, no. If I'm the Lakers, I'm like, go ahead. I would give Draymond an opportunity again and just say, do it again. Prove that's why, I'm waiting, that's why I thought about maybe the over on Draymond initially. But I do think maybe PRAs for Draymond is worth a look. Or maybe RAs if you want to ignore the points. I can see Draymond having a good game here. He's been historically good in potential elimination games. I think the only way I play it is the rebounds. Okay. All right. Lock and dog time. Uh, we are going first. So. Uh, dude, I mean, come on, man. This guy is – he's got one rib, and he's already been having a rough series. If it's the Clay Thompson day, that's going to take attempts from him. Jordan Poole is going to take attempts for everybody regardless. Well, even if it's not the Clay Thompson day, every day in his own mind is a Clay Thompson game. So he's going to keep shooting. So. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm going to do it. Give me Wiggins under eight, eight under 16 and a half points, minus 120. It, he's He struggled to get there this, in this series already, and now he's got one rib. I would really, like, really, really be – it would really, really be annoying if he got over this points, but I'm not going to lie to you. All right, I'm doing Wiggins under 16 and a half for my dog. <sighs> hmm. I'm curious where you're going to go with this one. I am actually curious where I'm going with it, too. Uh, do I just trust AD? <laughs> You and can everybody every because everybody it feels like everybody's fading him. Like he he just got hurt last game and he's still like dominant. Like he can still be really, really he's dominant. He's still vanished pretty frequently in the fourth quarter of the series. He has, but which like, is a bit concerning. But but that's but that's also a part of the handicap. I haven't seen him get I haven't gotten four quarters from him. So I gotta get one with four quarters, right? Last time I took AD for 30, I got it. And I haven't took it again since and he hasn't gotten there so i think that's an omen give me anthony davis 30 plus points three to one All no right. puppy picks around here fair enough uh so for my lock on the show i'm gonna go back to my lock from the last show which cashed give me the lakers team total under we've seen a bunch of money coming in on the under for this game the lakers team total under i can still get at 111 and a half at minus 110 on the under i'm gonna take that the Lakers' last two games scored 106 points in Game 5 and 104 points in Game 4. They scored 127 in Game 3. The Warriors basically no-showed the game. Scored 100 in Game 2, and they scored 117 in Game 1. But even with that being the case, a lot of that was early in the game uh, because of the fact that they really didn't do much in the fourth quarter. And the fourth quarters in this series have been pretty ugly. Give me the Lakers' team total under 111.5. LeBron's banged up. AD's banged up now. The number feels a bit high. That's going to be my lock. Give me the Le- the Lakers team total under 111.5. And for my dog on the show, I was contemplating potentially taking Nick's money line uh, because of the fact that, once again, the Heat have lost <laughs> each of the last 10 games with Scott Foster as the ref. But I do think I am going to pivot, and I do think I'm going to go with Jalen Brunson 10-plus assists. 
I think he's going to play a bunch of minutes. I think Spolstra is going to be the kind of coach who would basically say, anybody but this guy is going to beat us. And I think as a result, Brunson, 10-plus assists, is plus 450. The number's massive. Give me the plus 450 on Brunson, 10-plus assists. All right. I like you have it. any thoughts on that? No, I like it. I like it. Like I said, I really, I really think that's the adjustment for this game. And the series started with them double teaming Randall, but then they realized, hey, we don't have to because this guy stinks. And so let's go ahead and double team Brunson, which actually, and I was playing around with situations of how I thought the Knicks would win this game and how I wanted to be able to post some crazy massive thing if the Knicks actually somehow found a way to win this game. So I of course, Nick's money line, but I was playing around with the Brunson assists and Randall points type of thing with that because that's a, that like you need an act of God for the Knicks to win this game. Like, and it seems like the league is trying to make that happen because they sent the extender and the heat hater, according to the numbers, Scott Foster to this game. So, oh, and 10 straight up, one and nine ATS. It's going to be super duper interesting. All right. Four, 450, they, though, I think is insane. Brunson had – how many assists did Brunson have last game? Either at seven or eight. Um, I think he that. had seven because I saw a couple of bad beats on some play, some people that had parlays with Brunson assists in it. I'm yeah, pretty sure he, he had, had seven, seven assists. Yeah, he had yeah. seven. He had seven assists, but I believe he did not record a single assist in the last quarter and a half. Like, from, like, the seven-minute mark of the third quarter all the way through the fourth quarter, he had zero assists, and he still had seven. He also had 11 the game prior and eight the game before that. He's been close. 450, I think, is a bit crazy because I doubt Spolstra lets him go nuts again. I, I got to take that at 450. All right. I'm going to craft up my this is the axe that has to happen for the Knicks to actually win this game. Parlay. I'm surprised they don't just take Brunson 10 plus assists and parlay with Nick's money one. That's already no, so, too decent no, those prices. No, so that's on there, but like I, I'm trying to get like <laughs> I'm trying to go viral. <laughs> okay. But it is 10 to 1 if you do that. And that's a pretty good price. But so do you want to take Nick's first half and full game? Oh no. So right now, what's in the parlay is Randall for 30, because that has to happen if the Knicks are going to win the game. They're not winning if Julius Randall doesn't show up. Brunson probably gets a bunch of assists because they start double teaming him. Maybe we throw Brunson under in there because it's at 27 and a half. He could still have 25 and they have. You know, so maybe we do that as well. That could be a fun. If you think that he's going to have less shot attempts because they're doubling, that does make sense. Yeah. So throw to Brunson under. Now I'm at 87 to 1. Is that good enough for you? Are you looking for the No, it's not because I don't trust the Knicks at all. So no, it's not. So we gotta throw Jimmy in there under because he hasn't been he hasn't been getting the points prop anyway. Now it's six is one sixty to one. Now I am interested on betting the Knicks. You just want to be retweeted by Action Network because you because <laughs> you have access to their pro account. You just want them to retweet uh, your stuff. They'll retweet me anyway. I don't need yeah. to make a crazy parlay. I can get them to retweet me whenever I want. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? Not really. I'm looking forward to the games tonight. Oh, drop I your know. picks in the chat before we get up out of here. Hurry up. You want me to drop my picks? No, no. I'm t- uh, I was talking to the chat. Sorry. I'm, I'm trolling. Relax. I'm trolling. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but I, I do think that it should be a fun day. It feels weird that Denver in game six was the first team to win a series. We had no series end in four or five. Uh-huh. 
of course I'm rooting for game sevens. Just in general, why would I not want potentially three game sevens? That's just a dream for a sports fan. But I'm looking forward to the games tonight, and hopefully we win, we win some bets. All right. Tony Wynn said he's playing Heat under first half under 106 and a half has hit in every game so far. Five and oh, huh, I didn't know that hit in every single game. I have that does game. not surprise me. It's been a, yeah, it's it doesn't been a really at all. ugly. Why first have we half? been on? We've actually been on that a couple times though. Why have we not bet that every single game? Huh? I don't know what you've I been folded. doing, but maybe maybe we maybe one of us has been betting some first half unders. In- uh, yeah, I think I've I think I've done it twice out of this whole series. I'm kind of pissed that I didn't get it those extra three games. Wow, I, I took true. the Knicks team total instead in game three under, and the Knicks team total under on the road has been really good as well. So all right, before we get up out of here, Reggie Hunt is fate and Clay <laughs> Clay under four and a half threes. I'm not mad at you. I don't blame you. Uh, let's see. We got Knicks first half, Knicks full game money line. I like that energy. Brunson under 27 and a half. I kind of like that energy, but it makes sense. <laughs> Brunson assist. Yeah, 100% makes sense. All right. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. Oh, wait. No, follow us on SGPN NBA. Make sure you do that on Twitter at SGPN NBA. Make sure you follow us. Like the video, like the video, like the video, like all our videos. Make sure you subscribe, all of that stuff on YouTube. Reviews, leave reviews, leave reviews, leave reviews. Don't be a coward, leave reviews. Other than that, oh, we got a Randall under points and rebounds as well. Okay. Other than I mean, that, I'm, I'm assuming that's correlated with Randall under with the Knicks just losing the game because, as yeah, you said, they're going to need to play well. Yeah, yeah. I would play that with Miami money line to be honest and just juice it up, get some plus money there. By the way, just to ask, there are how many games are on? Are there any games on Saturday? Because I know Game Seven in the I know Game Seven for the Lakers and the Celtics would be Sunday. So I believe there are, there's no games. There Saturday. are zero games scheduled for Saturday. No, yeah, so yeah. Th- I wanted to bring it up because we're not going to have a show tomorrow. So if you're expecting one, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but we're not going to. We have no games to talk about. Well, yeah, we do so, not. And Moon Off is out, so we can't talk about the Sharp Off, which. I did do well in the sharp off this year. Very surprising as I am not a future better. All right. Other than that, nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Just end it like this. We are out of here.